Jason Waller here, True Underdog Podcast and YouTube channel. Listen, make sure you subscribe today. You can go to iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can go to our YouTube channel, True Underdog, or you can visit trueunderdog.com and subscribe to all of it. Damn, damn, damn. True Underdog. Damn, damn, Unleash damn. the power Jason Waller here with the True Underdog Podcast with the Power Play Series. I've got two Power Play stars right here, entrepreneurs, business owners, my partners and best friends in the game, Benny B. Brookhart and Kevin the Clinker Clink. How are you guys doing? What's up, JW in the house? JW, I got my glasses on. Look, the orange is in, the, the hair is on point. Right? Your eyeballs. Did you, you really don't, you run? Don't wanna, you hold, don't on, hold on, hold on. I think Ben ran like how many miles today? 16. Got home at 1130 last night, got up at 5 a.m., knocked out 16 miles. That's impressive. And I give you kudos because if you take every day I've ever ran a road, I won't say ride a bike, every day I've ever ran in my life, it doesn't equal 16 miles. Me neither. And I'm 42 years old. I'm impressed. I just don't know how that's humanly possible. Like that's for me, leaving my house, coming to the office and going home, that's the same distance, 8.3 miles. That takes me 22 minutes every day to drive. You just ran that thing, 22 each way. I like doing hard things, man. That's what makes us better. So the entrepreneurship's you know, morning, about, right? I like, yeah, I was like, man, I could sleep in this morning, but I said I was going to do it. I told myself, and I got all my stuff ready last night, and I put it out in the kitchen. So my joggers, my shoes, my headband, my beats, everything. It was ready to go. So all I had to do is just get out of bed. But, you know, that's where people fail every day is they just can't get out of bed. I think you hit it right on the spot, man. That's that's exactly what this episode needs to be about is entrepreneur talk. Like, what is the biggest struggle? And I, you know, I just did a speaking thing the other day at the um, National Hispanic Real Estate Association Professionals. Great group of people. But I reiterate talking, you know, answering questions and reiterate some of the struggles that we've been through. And I think of all the days that we weren't getting paychecks in all of our companies. All of us have ran our own businesses and ran things together, not getting paychecks, struggling, coming home, having a spouse or a family member tell us, what are you doing? Like, you're not providing. What are you doing? And trusting people and then them failing you, right? And trying to grow something and people don't have the same vision or the same tenacity or the same want or desire as you. It starts to, it becomes overwhelming. And what you did, Ben, last night by putting everything out, you overcame any kind of negativity that said, man, you're tired. Don't do it, man. You're like almost 50 years old. Don't do it. Like, I'm just kidding. Oh, dude, what are you talking about? Almost hey, hey. 50. Oh, I'm just man. saying. I'm 45. But that's closer to 50, 50 than me. That's closer to 50 than me. Look, we, we're we're right. all old. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, we're all in our 40s now. Like, no, we're but old. dude, hey, Ben's, hey, I give Ben props though, dude, because Ben was soft and gooey like us. And now Ben is in tip-top shape, dude. That's inspired. I'm like, look at this cat. He's running. I still, he's gotta wait. I still got a way to go, but I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. You're looking good, look, man. When you Kudos feel good, you. you look good, then like you just you got that extra swagger about you that you just know you can accomplish more things. I never thought I could run 16 miles. I'm I'm gonna run a full marathon March 5th. So that's what I'm training for. How many miles are in a marathon? It's 26. So I ran for two hours straight today. That that was 16 miles miles, two hours straight. Do you think a lot while you're running or are you just going? I listen to music. What music? What was on your playlist today? DMX? Man, I, I look, no. Yeah, man. my I, man, DMX? 
No, no DMX. No, DMX. Man, today was was all about the Lord, baby. It was love that. Christian music going on today. Did you have some Chris Tomlin? It's just a playlist on Apple. It's just today's Christian. That's that's what that was about. Do you ever listen to the Elevation soundtrack? I love them. Elevation Church or Stephen Furtick and their soundtrack. No, you my daughter goes to that church. But that's a yeah, dude. They've got they've got some great music, straight up, like great music. All right. Well, I'm trying to vision. You know, I did go to the gym this morning at seven, and I rode on a bike seven miles. That's impressive. Something right. And then I got off and went yeah. home. You got like the Peloton? Uh, no, I went to the gym to do that. We do have a Peloton over over at the other house, but yeah. Yeah, that's seat. That's seat, man. I can't sit on that. That's thing, why man. I don't like those either, dude. Those are rough, man. Those are rough. But I was on this other bike at the gym that has a nice, comfortable seat, and your feet got to go really high up and and just go down. That's there. where you're sitting so, down, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like ride, when I can sit down to ride. do anything. Any kind of workout that I get to sit down, those are my favorite. Yeah, I do push-ups. That's the only thing I'm good for these days. But it's a start. Did you just start doing push-ups just, again? Yeah, Kevin? just started. Just started. It's when you. What do you? So how many? How many are you doing? Well, I do. I do 25 when I get into the shower and 25 when I get out. So I take a shower in the morning, take one at night. So okay. it's it's a start. I got to extend that. But right now, I'm just trying to get consistent with doing that and. You know, gain something back. And then I'll be in the gym one day with Jason in the morning. I just, I'm feeling a little lazy still. I won't be running 16 miles with you though, Ben. I don't know how you, I don't even know how that's like physically possible. I couldn't make it to like two doors down from like out of my neighborhood. Well, here's the thing is I'm not fatigued. Like I wasn't, I, I could have ran more. It's just a mental thing. Like running is so mental because all you're doing is that same motion in your minds you're thinking. So I was listening to music, Jay, but you're also thinking about stuff and you know, you're challenging yourself and running's therapeutic for me. So I wanted to run outside this morning, but it was raining. So I ended up running on the treadmill and I like running on a tread for speed. Like if I'm just trying to do three miles as fast as I can, but I love running long distance outside because you get nature around you. You know, there's cars going by. Like there's activity. And it's something new every step as you go. And so you get to see something new. Where a tread, you're at the same spot. Maybe you're watching a TV. But, uh, you know, look, the story is if you want to do it, prepare yourself for it. So if you're struggling to, to even work out. I learned a long time ago when I was trying to get back into shape and I'd wake up and I'd be like, man, I just, I just want to sleep. And my buddy told me, put your shoes beside your bed. And that was step one is my shoes are already beside my bed. And then I would take it to the next level and put stuff out in another room where I knew that they were ready for me. But it's just all about the right mindset. And, you know, Jay, you're talking about being an entrepreneur and all the struggles Hard things make you better. Hard things will teach you lessons that you learn from. And, you know, I'm not afraid to say it, but there was many times that I've gone home and just like cried on my wife's shoulder, like just been beat down so bad. Maybe, you know, somebody left me that I thought was loyal that would never leave and they left and maybe didn't even say anything when they left. I mean, just tear your heart out type of thing because I get close to people. I build relationships. I think that's important. And, you know, and then some nights you, you think about payroll or you think about paying a big bill or equipment bill or whatever it is and you got anxiety and you can't even sleep because you're just thinking, what am I going to do? How am I going to continue to take care of my employees? And all these thoughts go through your head. But there's always a way 
to figure things out. I believe if you treat people right, you do the right thing, good things are always going to come your way. And um, look, we've all been blessed with a lot of different challenges, but we've all made sacrifices and, and you don't win every time either. You roll the dice and sometimes you lose, but as long as you learn from those experiences like we all have, then you get to that next level. Yeah, you, you bring something up, I think, that's important for the listeners out there. You know, you're preparing to run for a marathon, so you're putting the work in. But a lot of people, when they first open a business, Ben, they don't experience up front early some of the times that you go home crying because they're excited, right? They got all this high energy. I'm so excited. I'm on my own. I'm doing my own thing. But a lot of times what I've noticed, people that have worked with us, people that have worked against us, friends, enemies, peers, I hate to use the word enemies, but haters, people out there, some of them start the business for the wrong thing, right? We talk about it all the time. You talk about don't chase money, chase success. I always talk about, you know, you know, happiness isn't success, it's fulfillment, right? And when you open a business, when you do anything in life, your why has got to be bigger than what you're, what you're normally doing. And I think I bring up this because when I did home security, I, I left, you got to meet my old boss, Vince, which is a great dude, right? But I left that company. I learned a lot from him. He was a mentor because I was handcuffed and I couldn't, I couldn't grow in the company. They weren't promoting me because of no education, because of my age, just things that were holding me back that they felt like the right move. The political move was to promote other people, even though i clearly should have had the job many times over and over again. And Vince knows I feel that way. It's not his fault. He was handcuffed, right? But I went out there for the freedom to be my own boss and empower and employ and grow people the right way. That's what I was excited about. Happened to be home security. Kevin was in the home security business doing his thing, and we ended up meeting in the home security business. I bring this up because people that open a business sometimes are like, I want to drive a Ferrari. I want to buy a big house. They only do it for the money. They forget that when you chase the money, it ends up catching up to you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think another thing during our business this week in some meetings, there was a really good point that you made and I caught on to something that somebody said that I think is really important to share. And, and it's about age. It's about leadership. And I think that a lot of younger folks, there's a lot of talent out there. And you're younger and you get into, you know, an opportunity where maybe you started your own business or maybe you work, you're working for a company and you get promoted to a higher level. And maybe you're the youngest person and you've got older folks that are reporting to you. And do you have the confidence to be able to execute your plan? Or are you worried about, oh, man, I'm the youngest person over here. Are they going to respect me? Are they going to listen to me? And I thought that was a great question that you had and one that probably comes up a lot. And we've all been young guys in businesses where we were kicking butt and there was a lot of older folks. And, you know, we had to learn how to navigate in those waters. But it all goes back to just being confident in who you are and believing in yourself and your abilities and knowing that you've got something to share with others to help them get to the next level. Do you, all right, and Kevin, I want to get to you next because you're, you're sitting there. You're always the, the passive one. Me and Ben are talkers. 
I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the show. I'm like, I feel like you know, just like the I'll, I'll go to great. you first, Kevin. Then I'll go to Ben. So, Kevin, let me ask you this: When is a moment? This is the time of honesty because I mentioned it yesterday's meeting, Ben, and thank you for bringing that up. That there's been moments I was intimidated. There's been moments I didn't have the confidence, and that had I had the confidence, I could have done a better job earlier than how long it took. It took me to almost break to finally get my confidence, and it it doesn't make me less of a person. I'm human, but sometimes we don't have the confidence or the tools or the belief in ourselves, And we have to find that because people won't believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. And it took time to find that. And it sounds so cliche, but it's, it's legit. Like you open a company, then you hire people. What are you going to do? Some are going to be older. Some are going to be smarter. Some are going to have more money than you. And you've got to find a way to make them trust and believe in you. So Kevin, I go to you first. Have you ever been insecure or felt kind of what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, this is, this is pretty early and I just, you jog my memory. I haven't thought about this in, you know, obviously a number of years, but when we opened up the home security company at first and I opened up in Arizona, one of the people, one of the first employees was my old boss and that company just went out of business. Mm. So I'm 21 years old and he's, I want to say early thirties, but it was very uncomfortable for me. And I never really voiced it or, or did anything other than just carried myself confidently. And you know, remind myself, well, you know, your, your company went out of business. Now you work for me. I have no reason to feel insecure about this, but at my age and, and just sometimes the way he carried himself, I think it, it was still, he still felt like he was in charge of things and tried to strong arm me in certain situations. And it ended badly with them. I, I didn't like how they did it, but you guys know home security. They pre-wired a home and they were upset him and his little helper. And they went and snipped the wires of a huge multi-million dollar home. I mean, it was like, 50 wireless contacts is a, a very dirty, very dirty. And I didn't know it until I went to go install after it's done. Like, wait, what do you mean they're not toning out? So that's what, that's what comes to mind. And, you know, I, I had to work Spite. through it. And The guy was spiteful. Spite. Haters. Haters. Ben, what about you? You've been insecure like that? Yeah, absolutely. So my first management job, this was back in 1998 at West Tech Home Security. I was the top sales rep in the entire country. And my mentor, Greg Stokes, he promoted me to a district manager or branch manager in Columbia, South Carolina. It was the worst office that he had. And I was 20, 22 years old at the time. And he said, Ben, I'm going to let you know that you're going to be the youngest manager there's ever been. And this group of sales professionals are all going to be older than you, much older than you. And so when you stand up in front of them, I want you to know that you're going to help them not struggle anymore. That's what I want you to think about because you're going to be nervous. You're probably going to say something that's dumb or stupid because that's probably just what you're going to do. You'll be excited and say something. But you're going to be nervous, but just remember you're there to help them with their struggle because you wouldn't be going there if they weren't struggling. And that's what you got to keep in mind. And I was, I was nervous. I got up there, but then I just thought, you know, Greg, he was right. I'm there to help you. And I've always carried like that servant leadership is I'm here to help you. It's not about me. It's about you. And how can I help you get to the next level? And I remember, and I said, you know what? I'm going to try to help you. Like, we might get some TV ads down here. And Greg looked at me. He said, boy, what are you talking about TV? We knocked doors, son. And he's, so that was the dumb thing that I said. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was intimidated because, you know, 22 years old and 
probably youngest person was like 35. Oh, yeah, I know that. Film. I remember opening mine and have, having How a about lot. about you? Of, I will say at Verizon Wireless, I was a business account manager and I had like five people that reported to me to help me manage it. And I was like 21, 22 years old. And I was the top salesperson at AT&T and I was the top salesperson before that at Wachovia slash First Union Bank. And so I had all the sales experience. I was crushing it. Now I kind of involved into like the a manager, not where not a data manager, which was the next level up or where Vince was, uh, but a manager. I had a few people that helped me set up, you know, uh, displays and stuff at some of these businesses trying to sell cell phones. And this is in 01, 2001. And I remember, you know, they both, they all were older than me and most of them went to college. And I remember them just kind of like, oh, whatever, kid, whatever, like kind of that attitude. And two of them were female, kind of like picking on me. Okay, little boy, like, and you know, you, you buy into it. You're like, oh, okay. You know, and eventually I had to like change it. And I built a good relationship with them, but it really affected me when I opened my first business and I was hiring people out of Chili's because I didn't have an office and I would be looking at people's face in front of me, 30, 40, 45 years old, hired installers or salespeople. And here I am at 23, 24 years old saying, you're going to work for me. You got to trust me. I know I don't have an office. I know I run it out of my house. I know I'm at Chili's hiring you, but you've got to trust me. And I was so intimidated. I was so nervous. I struggled a lot to recruit, but I mean, all that failure gave me the experience I needed to get better, to get better, to get better, to get better. And like you said, there's always a way you just got to keep pushing through, right? You got, or like we always say, be a cow or be a buffalo. You got to be a buffalo and run through it and figure it out. And that's kind of, it took time. And looking back, it's like, those were moments where I was like, how do I get to the next level? How do I be a real leader? I want to bring something else up. You brought up Greg Stokes, Kevin, you brought up hiring uh, someone that used to work for you. So I'll also talk about hiring my dad. So in the security business, I brought my dad in when he retired and I had a friend of mine that was stealing from me big time friend I trusted and was just selling equipment on eBay and stealing from me. And I brought my old man in to kind of do some inventory control and figure things out. And then while I was looking at the eBay account, I found out this cat did it. He packed shop, took his family and bailed back to Arizona, freaking out. But it was so hard. It took years, Ben and Kevin and Kevin, you, you lived through some of it. It took years for me to find a comfort zone of my old man working for me. Because like you mentioned, Kevin, of the, this guy saying, this is how we do it. And I'm about to ask you, Ben, about Greg Stokes, because he came to work for you later. But it was an uncomfortable thing for my own dad to work for me. And then him think he knows what's best for the business. But I'm like, dude, like this is, it, it's got to be my way. And it was a struggle. It's something that I had to learn to adapt. And I don't regret any of it because that experience made me as bullheaded as I am today to really not worry about confrontation as a leader sometimes to get the results we need. Had I not had that, I might have walked away from a lot of things instead of pushed through when things get uncomfortable to get to the end result. And so I'm thankful for that. But it was a long, intimidating, uncomfortable process to have your old man, your dad work for you and then have to leave and put your son hat back on. It was tough. Now, a word from our sponsors. What about you, Ben, with Greg Stokes? Yeah, you know, so I did work with Greg and he was super successful. And then there came a time where ADT bought out our company and I and I was up for the next like big promotion. I was going to have my own region and ADT came in and said, no, nah, we don't want this company. We just want the accounts. And, you know, there's no more growth. 
And so at 23 years old, I was like, well, I think I'm going to go start my own company. And I know how to sell. My brother-in-law could do the installs. And I tried to convince Greg to come with me because he was my boy. Like, you know, like we were best friends and I just trusted him and he was a great mentor, but he couldn't leave. I mean, he was making great money. He had worked so hard to set things up. And so he didn't come with me. And so I went on and we built this company and eventually he couldn't take it anymore over there. And he decided to come join my company at the time. And it was a different experience. I think that, you know, Greg always thought, I wish I would have left earlier, but we we always worked together well. We still trusted, but it was different. There's no the doubt awkward about that. feeling a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but you made it work because I remember my Power Home, like Power Home Technologies. He worked for you and such a great dude. And you guys always share that story about him bringing you on and giving you your first chance and great, such a great guy. But you know when you know, it's about ego. He has to put his ego aside and come work for you. And it's a weird thing. Same thing with your old man. Like your parents want you are proud of you and want to do things, but think about how hard it might have been for Greg, how uncomfortable it was for you. How hard was it for my dad? How uncomfortable it was it's still hard. Like, I don't know if I would struggle to go work for my son only because I've lived through it on the other side. So I'd be like, heck yeah, son, you want me to come work for you? I'm in. What do you want me to do? I'll do whatever. Right. But that's only because I've seen that side. Kevin, you mentioned you hired somebody that you worked for. What other times has it been uncomfortable for you? Because I know you've got some Daryl out there and some other. Well, I'm just going to go there with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, and I wouldn't say it's uncomfortable, but that's a situation that I had to go through. So, yeah, Daryl Johnson. Love Daryl. He's he, you know, he was working for me and then, you know, he left and opened up his own company and my company faded away and said, no, nope, not doing that anymore. So I needed to make money. And, you know, I went from doing some real estate and didn't do so well with that there at the end, had to go find a way to hustle some cash. I mean, we're all hustlers on, on the show here. I mean, this, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I, Hey, I went to Daryl said, Hey, I showed up at his house said, Hey, I need, I need to sell some deals, man. I need to make some money. And, you know, it was, come on in, you know, just pick right back up where we left off. We hadn't talked in a couple of years. Was it uncomfortable though? Admittedly, it really wasn't because the situation was I needed cash, but it should have been, it could have been if I had let my ego get in the way, like I'm too good for that, or I'm not going to go, but no, I I needed to take care of my family. I I would say out of the three of us, Ben, and you'll probably agree, Kevin has the least amount of ego. And I love that about him. Well, it's, it's, it's like, you know, a blessing and a curse, right? You know, at times I I should, I should probably care more, but at the end of the day, that kind of stuff really, for me, it just, it's not something that that really gets to me. I checked the ego. You said something earlier about hurt and like someone stealing from you. And I was thinking about that in business of how we try to build all these trusting relationships and somebody does you wrong. And it's like, Every time that happens, it just chips, chips, and chips, and chips. And you get harder and harder and harder, and it's harder to let people in. And, you know, that's a real struggle. And you get to the point where, like, man, I just don't want to trust anybody. And you and I, you know, we, we come from different schools on that. But it is hard. It is hard to look for the good in people. And for me, I've just I've been hurt, you know, many times. I just try to find a way that I can look at everybody as great and until they disappoint me, like I believe in the school of John Maxwell that everybody you meet is a 10 until they prove otherwise. Where a lot of folks, they're like, you're a zero, you got to earn my trust. But with relationships, if, if you can't 
trust each other and have some sort of secure feeling, it's just so hard to grow and get big. And but I know that's a struggle for a lot of folks out there. Yeah, you you're exactly right. I was just sitting there and I was gonna go somewhere with that as well because I was sitting in there with Kenny Boom Boom, our awesome director of sales, senior director of sales. He's a badass. But we were sitting in there and I had a I had a rough day today. I got fired up today, right? And and you know, I was talking to you, talking to Kevin, talking to everybody, but everybody's strength is their weakness. Right. And so, you know, my strength is I'm bullheaded and I don't take, you know, no tenacity. I check everything. I don't really trust as much as I should. And I power through. That's a strength. It's also a weakness. Right. Because I burn some relationships early. I rub people the wrong way early. I, you know, I scare, intimidate people early. And, you know, it's something I got to work on. We all have things we got to work on. You know, Ben, you trust people more than I do, right? So I'd say, you know, that's a great thing that you're trusting and you give everyone a 10 until they prove you otherwise. But sometimes that could be naive. That could also be your weakness. It's your strength by far, but it could be your weakness. And Kevin, he's very passive and kind. And look, I envy that as well. Like I envy both of your guys' strengths. But on the other token, he's so passive and kind, sometimes he can't hold people accountable, right? And it's, that's his weakness is he's too kind. And every one of us has that where I think our strength also can be our weakness. And it's that balance we have to find and surrounding ourselves with other people, right? That have different strengths and weaknesses so we can feed off each other. Like that is, that's how we all get better. Yeah. You can't hire somebody like you and grow. Like you've got to look for other people that have the things that you're missing. That's one of the things that I think a lot of people, because you're comfortable if you hire somebody that's like you. But then you're kind of doing the same things. And and I absolutely 100% believe in that, Jay, that, you know, our success is because we are diversified in who we are and what we believe. But we all are good people and we know that the intention is there no matter what. A good intention. And so I think that's a great point that people need to listen to is try to find somebody that complements your weakness. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and, that's, and it's key. Right. It's a yin and a yang. And like, you know, it's we, we can have similarities, but we are we are different. And I think that's what makes us so unique and great. Hey, it's why I've been married for, you know, 25 years. And I've been married 20. We're opposite, baby. 20. And, and Kevin's been married. what? 19? 23 this year. 23 this year. So 22 going to 23. I'm rounding up. Yeah. So we've all we've all. Hey, it's all about loyalty. It's about integrity. It's about, you know, having that 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 partner in life, you know, in business. And another thing I want to touch base on is the struggles of when people steal from you and you get more hardcore and you get more disappointed. You know, I love what you said, living by John Maxwell, everyone's a 10 and trying to stay positive and optimistic, but also you have to be prepared for this. You can't let it put you in a corner to where it just defeats you and you feel held hostage. Because I talk about this all the time. You can't be held hostage. And when you empower somebody too much, sometimes too much empowerment is a bad thing. It has to be a balance. Just like we're talking about, you have to have enough balance of trust, enough balance of bullish, you know, strength, enough balance of being, you know, kind, like it's all got to be a balance. And when you give somebody sometimes too much empowerment, too many kudos, and you blow their head up and you make them bigger, than the company or bigger than the brand or bigger than the role or bigger than their peers, it can come back and bite you. So it is a balance of saying, 
at a boy, at a girl, great job. We appreciate you so much. But hey, we got to focus on what's also in front of us, right? Every day is kind of like a playoff game and not make them bigger because I've been burned, not just by people letting me down that way, but elevating somebody up. It's my own fault. So big and so high that I can't get them back down. And now I'm held hostage to paying them more money than anybody else because they're the best and doing all these other things to where it just handcuffs you. Thoughts on that, Ben and Kevin? What comes to mind is, is sales reps, especially your top reps, is when they are, they're on the top all the time and we, we blow them up, what ends up happening is they have a bad month or bad week, whatever it is, and then it hurts them worse because you've blown them up so much they don't know what it's like to be down here. And, and we've seen all of us in the business over the years guys that are on the top and all of a sudden they just tumble and fade away. And, and it's just how, like, how could he or she do that when they were on top the way they were? I think we're often to blame by just blowing them up so much and, and it actually hurts them in the process. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I think everything in life's about balance is trying to find how much is too much and just being aware of the situation and the personality that you're dealing with and, you know, giving them props, but you know, then also you, you, you got to, guide them sometimes and, and be stern and let them know that, that look there's a separation when you do great you're going to get praise but when there's a job to get done and you're not doing it it doesn't matter what you've done before so many people get caught up and like oh i did this last year or i did this last month like sales and business for the most part is an everyday game what you did yesterday, you got paid for. And, Bam! And that's job to I, I'll that. say that again because people struggle yeah. with that. Say it again. What you did yesterday, you got paid for. That's right. So great job, and you deserve some recognition. Yep. But it's all about what are you going to perform today, and and that's why so many people fail is they can't take that stress. They want to live in the moment for so long, and that was just one moment. That was one season. You've got to you've got to be at your game all the time and you're going to have some peaks and valleys. But the goal is to try to just be consistent. You know, I don't like a sales rep. I don't like a manager or a leader working for me that is way up here and then down here, way up here. Down. I take the guy that's just steady growth because I can count on them. I can forecast with them. I don't know if this guy's going to show up that was up here this month, if he's going to be down there. So I think that that's important, that everybody's got to realize that every day is a new day, and we harp on that. We recognize our team, but once we turn the page, it's like, turn the page. We're moving on. It's focused on the next month, the next day, the next week. So look, like, I love It's like running a sports team. Hey, it's like running a sports team. Yeah, absolutely. you got to go coach baseball, right? That's right. We got baseball practice outside North Carolina. Hey, getting after it. Give me a hey, hey, Ben, thank you for joining us. Kevin and I will wrap up. Thank you. We're going to keep going here for a few more minutes. Thank you, Benny B. Bam, Ben. Thank you. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. All right. So, Kevin, so let's talk about this. We talked about you being held hostage in business. What about being held hostage in a personal life, right? How many times we both have family members siblings that our success is their failure. We've tried to force the relationship and try to keep the relationship, but it's hard. We feel guilty the more successful we get because it makes it more uncomfortable, right? Talk about that. 
Well, you know, I think sometimes, you know, I, I don't like to say stuff like, you know, I, I, don't, I keep that kind of stuff personal. I'll just say it like generally no, speaking. I, I, no, I brought you. You're on here. No, you're I, on my no, show. I, you're I, talk look, personal, I, know you're, okay? I know what you're doing. Um, look, you know, there's there's been with with a certain sibling for me. And I know you can relate that, you know, oftentimes, at least for me personally, I feel like there has been some ups and downs, you know, admittedly, that's that's for me. So, you know, when, when you're down and it's easier for certain folks to be there and, you know, not feel may, maybe intimidated, but then when you rebound, it's like, they don't want to let you go up there. And, and, and all of a sudden it's, it's like they, they have, they're maybe intimidated, I'd just say. And no matter what you say or how open you are, or what you do with relationships, they want to remember a certain way, or they want to, they want to hold on to something or be basically intimidated by, by your success. And, you know, we're going to see that not just with, with family, but it's, it's friends, it's circles, it's, it's old business associates. I mean, we saw it in, 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 you know, in our past business where people kind of laughed at us, like solar, come on, you're not going to be able to do that. You're, you're crazy. Why'd you sell your company? You're, you're out of your mind. And then they see where we're at now. It's all we're, we we can't we never hear from anybody anymore. So it's family, it's friends, it's business. You know, it sucks um, no matter what you do. And you know, I think over the over time it gets better. I think you know, for me personally, I feel like we're you know, I'm I'm seeing it with some of those relationships where you just have to kind of force it. it you really do. You have to force it if it's important to you, like it was me. I force it. I just push it. Even you get rejected, shot down, ignored. And, and all of a sudden it's like, look, eventually I'm going to get through to you. And I think over time you get better and you, you could probably relate to that. Too. No, I, I, I can. And look, I, I am personal. I don't, I don't sugarcoat it and make it generic like you do. Like I love my brother. You know, he's my only brother. I love him. I die for him. I, I, I love, love him too. I consider right? him like yeah, my I brother. Love him too. He's my brother. But but he's been a hard ass his whole life. He's been a jealous prick and a hateful prick his whole life. It's what it is. I love him. That's what he is. Every time I'm successful, he hates me. And I will tell you, he's in a spot now where he's got to be more humble and he's trying to get it together. And I, you know, I remember being successful, buying things, feeling guilty. Like I've earned it, but I feel guilty because he's going to judge me that I have nice stuff or are my parents going to judge me because I feel uncomfortable because they never had anything nice. Why, why, why me? Why do I get to succeed? You start second guessing yourself and, you know, between seeing, you know, between maturity and wisdom and age and experience, you kind of go, I worked my butt off. I, I, I'm allowed to enjoy the moment. And enjoy it with my family, enjoy it with my parents, and enjoy it with my siblings. And and that doesn't make me better than them. It doesn't make me less than them. It just makes me me. And they should appreciate me for being me. And sometimes that doesn't happen. And we're working on that. And I love him. I mean, he's, you know, he also has his own attributes. He's got a huge heart. You know, he cares about people. You know, he'll give you the shirt off his back every time. Like I always he's say, he's my, I always tell him, I say, you're my favorite Waller. Yeah, <laughs> you're only a couple rooms over, but I no, know, I, I know. Yeah, but you know, he—that's he, the point. Like he, he's, he's, a, a, he's a sweetheart. He, I mean, he's, he's got the kid, best heart. He really is. Uh, with, with sometimes a bad demon, right? That he's got to fight, and we all get that sometimes where we get uncomfortable or we do things we don't mean or we feel certain ways. We've just got to battle through it, like you said. You got to be able to force things in a good way, and I, I see the promise and and things getting better for him. It's unfortunate he's had to stumble and and and, and hit some blockades and fall down. But uh, I have faith and I'm optimistic he's going to turn it around. And, you know, his success will be happiness. It's not about, you know, money or business or any of that stuff. Right. And, you know, it should never be that way. A sibling should never compete with another sibling. We're on the same team. We all are on the same team, whether we're siblings or not. And people seem to forget that. Yeah. I mean, I think that what what I found in, in 
my case with, you know, sibling or friends or people, you know, they realize that it may look a certain way from a distance and it may appear a certain way, like, oh, you know, look at what's going on over there. Oh, you know, and kind of like they feel they realize that once, you know, I come around and they I should say they come around and they're around me. It's like that's the same Kevin Klink I knew. I mean, he, he's, he's the same guy. He's still friendly, still has a good heart, still, you know, he's not acting like he's above me. He's being generous with, with everything, you know? I mean, that's how I try to treat it. And as long as we do right, I do right, you do right by everyone like we do, then everybody figures it out sooner or later. I'm super excited about some transitional things we've got going on in the business. Super excited about that. We can't talk about it, but there's some cool things happening. And then we've got um, the Super Bowl coming up. This will come out right before the Super Bowl. Who do you got? Like I wanted, I originally had the Bucks and the Bills. And then now that things have changed, you know, I wanted the Niners to be there after the Bucks didn't make it. That didn't happen to so the Rams went and it's the Bengals. And I like the Bengals. So I'm thinking the Bengals are going to whip the Rams. What do you think? I agree. I totally agree. I mean, look, first of all, I, I hate the two teams that could have been there at the end because, you know, I don't like NFC West. I don't like NFC anything except for Lions. Of course, I, I like the Lions. But yeah, I think the AFC, thankfully, you know, my team and your team are not in the AFC because that's that's going to be like going through the NBA. They always say the West. They just beat up on each other. This is now the AFC. Is that that's yeah. a tough road. So they have so many good quarterbacks. They, they, they're up and coming. So I mean, many. Josh Allen, Mahomes, Joe Burrow. Yep. Burrow's the one they're going to have to deal with. I mean, they've got a lot of quarterbacks. You go to the NFC, it's like, who's got a quarterback there? I mean, the Besides Cardinals Kyler Murray. Besides Kyler Murray. I will, and I don't put him top five, but he's top 10. I'll give him top 10. But after him, like with Aaron Rodgers leaving, who's left? Tom Brady retiring. Who's left well, in the NFC? And does he go to Denver? Matt Stafford? Is Matt Stafford the best quarterback besides Kyle no, Murray in the no. NFC? Well, I mean, just look at the numbers. I mean, when you lead the league in picks. He, he also led, he was second in the league in touchdowns. Understand? Yeah, it worked for Brett so Favre. He, he, it worked for Brett Favre. It worked for there was another gunslinger like that. Who was it? Kenny brought him up the other day. I forgot. Somebody else had a lot of picks, and I brought up Brett Favre was a gunslinger. He had a lot of interceptions to go with the touchdowns, but you know he just forced it. You know, it's what he does. He forces it. Yeah, no risk it, no biscuit. Is that how you feel? I mean, the long picks. That, well, that's 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 Bruce Arians' old line. No risk it, no biscuit, baby. Well. What do you think the score is going to be? I haven't thought that far ahead. Um, so I'm going to give you the score. You ready? 31-10 Cincinnati. So they're 10, 10 points. How many picks with Stafford over under two and a half? I think he's going to throw two picks and fumble once. Fumble. Okay. I can't. I don't think. Is he? Is he? He doesn't fumble he a lot, does he? he? He hit him hard sack. He fumbles. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, I got the I got the the winner at Cincinnati. I don't know if it's going to be a blowout like that. I hope it's well, not. Kenny brought up a good point. Every game has been like close, like a one possession field goal and the game. That's it, right? This has to be a blowout. The NFL, I mean, it's golden horseshoe right now. So we'll have to see what happens. But I, I nobody wants a blowout. We we got to have a close game. I agree. Well, hey, Kevin, I appreciate you joining me. I got the phone ringing. Thank you for coming to the Toronto Dog Podcast brought to you by Power Home Solar. If you're looking for a great career in solar, go to powerhome.com forward slash careers. Thank you, Kevin. This is the power play at True Underdog. Bam! Bam!
And that concludes another episode here on True Underdog. If you're interested in hearing more, make sure you subscribe at iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the YouTube channel. You can always visit trueunderdog.com. Subscribe to all of them. Make sure you check out our newest episodes coming out on Mondays and Thursdays. True Underdog, baby. Bam! 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 True Underdog. Bam! 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 Bam